Good morning. It is good to see you today. Thank God that He has given us this opportunity to come and receive from His Word. Who remembers when last, you know, we was teaching what was our last topic or what did we talk about? I know we talked about the Bible. (laughs) Which part of the Bible? Wow. It's amazing. (laughs) Ephesians chapter five, verses one. That was our last reading a few weeks ago, probably a month. And our subject was being imitators of God as dear children. We pick it up, we'll actually begin from verses 1 again as we continue to see what God has for us today. So... Let's bow our heads one more time and ask for God's blessing as we read his word. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for the privilege uh, for us to be found in your house, in this place that you have made for us to come and pay attention to you. Lord, I pray that uh, without destruction, we'll pay attention to you. We'll receive from you that which you have prepared for us today. And may your word become alive to us as we read it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll try to do verses 1 through 20 and see what God has for us. And to be honest, this is one of uh, those tough subjects or things that you don't want to keep on repeating on a Sunday morning. But nevertheless, because we want to be diligent in going through God's Word, uh, book by book, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse, we will not um, try to run away from it. It says here, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Be imitators of God. In other words, you say, hey, mimic God. Imitate God. And how do we do that? He gave us a hint in the previous uh, verse, 
32 of chapter 4. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So you have a hint on how to do what? To imitate God. Because God in Christ forgave you. Then why do we find it so hard to forgive other people? If we call ourselves believers and followers of Jesus Christ, then we ought to do as he did. We didn't deserve it. In fact, we were supposed to be hanged on the cross because of what we did. We did offend the righteous and holy God. Every one of us, we deserved death. But nonetheless, God in Christ forgave us. And say, be ye imitators of God as dear children. Mark this, he says, be ye imitators of God as dear children. Note, be ye imitators of God, then you will become children of God. Because you have already seen the light, you are already in Christ, then imitate him. Then be like him. In other words, we are called to be like Christ. We are called to mimic. You know, I say this with my daughter many of the times when we play music at home or whatever place. You know, you try to dance, raise your hands, and she's trying to do the same, lifting her hands, you know. Whatever music, she doesn't care. <laughs> so long as it's music or so long as there's something in the radio, in the TV, she wants to do what I do. She wants to do what, you know, she sees the mother doing. She's mimicking us because she knows in her mind whatever we are doing is right. That is, it's like this is how people live. Do what your papa does. Do what your mommy does. Do we do what God does? Be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. Three things that are very prevalent in this verse that we'll read. Number one is walking in love. Number two is walking in the light. And number three, walking in wisdom. If you get these three things right, you are going to imitate God. You're going to live as the children of God. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. A sweet-smelling aroma. Not just a sacrifice for the sake of it, because many people will give a sacrifice for the sake of it. For the sake of pleasing someone else, we want to do something. 
For the sake of pleasing the people around, I will give this. I will do this. I will bless this family. I will do this and this and this. Why? Because I want people to see me. The Bible says that when you do that, your reward has already been given to you. You've already received your word. There's nothing else to look forward for. But when you give, you bless people, you don't parade it, God in heaven will bless you. He will increase things. Walk in love. Loved people love people. The people who have been loved by God, they love other people too. That is the other way to imitate God. Why? Because he loved us. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave In loving, there is giving. Jesus loved us so much, so he went to the cross, sacrificed his own life for you and me. He gave himself totally. Many a time he's standing at the door. This is is a door that has a handle, one side, where you are actually, that is where there is a handle. In the outside, there's no handle. So when he knocks, he gives you an opportunity to actually open the door. He will never force himself into anyone. Walk in love. And this is what you should ask yourself, or what I should ask myself, is sacrifice part of my love story. When I say I love, do I sacrifice? Do I sacrifice? The chief characteristics of love is sacrifice. Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice for us. But he continues to say this in verses 3. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be even named among you as it's fitting for saints. Now, this is a tough one. Why? Because he's talking to people who are in the church. And the reason why he's mentioning the things he will mention today is because we do them a lot, even while in church. This is not me speaking, this is Paul speaking to the church. And this is the Holy Spirit reminding us today that there are things that are not even supposed to, let alone doing them, to be mentioned, to discuss them, to talk about them. 
Let these things not be part of you. Because if they are, then you are not imitating God. You are not mimicking God in this regard. Fornication is accepted by the world as a norm of conduct today. It is a sin that is looked upon as being not so very bad. So people will just do it and say, well, it wasn't bad. Well, it doesn't hurt any other person. Fornication is a sin regardless of where or who you are. If you're living in fornication today, you cannot be a child of God. Or some people may say, wait, you said a child of God could confess a sin and come back into the fellowship with God. And that is right. That is right. But a child of God cannot confess a sin and persist in living in that sin. Habitual sinner. That you confess today, tomorrow you are up to it again. You confess today, tomorrow you're doing it again. Talks about all uncleanness. This includes all forms of immorality. But fornication, all uncleanness, covetousness, let it not even be named amongst you. In other words, if these things are named amongst us, it is not fit for us to be called saints. It is not fitting for the saints if these things are mentioned. What do you want to do? The word of God is telling us, rightly so, that we should shun, run away Flee fornication. Flee. Have you noticed that the things that God is telling us to fly away from, we fly towards them. We run towards them. Why? Because we like them. We want to do them. We want to enjoy them. And some of you might say, well, I don't necessarily... Engage. I just chat. All forms of immorality are not supposed to be mentioned against you. Whether you're single, you're married, whatever state you are, you start to give in to the things that you're not supposed to. You pay less attention to your family 
while you give a lot of time to other people out there. The one thing that used to confuse me sometime back before I got married, I would see married men calling other women and their faces are bright when they call them. But when they call their own wives at home, men, you think there's war. <laughs> Third world war is about to break out. Man, are you, are you not supposed to be happy with your own person? <laughs> Wickedness. Don't do that. Don't do that. That is giving the devil a foothold to destroy your family. Even those who are not married, they called women, they called men, and whatever they talk about, evil. I don't know what you guys talk about. The Lord knows. <laughs> he knows. We have said it over and over that the fear of God or the fear of the Lord is acknowledging his presence. So don't say, well, the Lord wasn't in my car when I was calling that other person. The Lord was not in my closet. The Lord was not in the office when I was in that corner, you know, FaceTiming with other person. Don't lead people on. Be an example of Christ in whichever way. And this is a big deal. That is why Paul is writing this because these things, they happen in church and we have to warn ourselves. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves doing all these things and we show up and we lift up hands and we wonder what kind of hands are we lifting to God? Because the apostle Peter said, hey, you guys lift up holy hands. Some of our hands, <laughs> my friend, some of our hands should be cut off. We have mastered, you know, we can text without looking at our phones. And we know what we are writing. We can text while sleeping. Text back and forth, back and forth. Nocturnal people who text until three in the morning. You go to work, then you're not productive. Why? Because you're entertaining something that you are not supposed to entertain. Have you guys studied the life of Jesus Christ? That is our model. If you haven't, go and study. And that is what God wants us to live up to. Ain't nobody perfect today. But he said, be ye holy as I am holy. Live right. Do what is right. Fornication and all uncleanness. Covetousness, let it not even be mentioned amongst you as it is fitting for the saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talkings, 
nor coarse jestings, which are not fitting, but rather the giving of thanks. Some of us don't even know how to joke properly. <laughs> Our jokes are not jokes. The Bible warns us of those things, by the way, if you don't know. At all, I was just joking. No, <laughs> that is not a joke. We know what jokes are. But even in your, the, the Bible says that in the abundance of many words, sin is present. So be watchful. Because they say, you know, good storytellers. <laughs> Find things to add into your story so that it makes people happy and, you know. So the world tells you, you want to make people happy, lie to them a little bit so that they will, you, you'll be fond of everyone. People will like you. And the Bible says what? Filthiness, not foolish talkings. <laughs> Coerced jestings, which are not fitting, but he wants you to do what? But rather giving of things. How many in a day do you give thanks to God for what he has done to you or for you? Do you give thanks to God? Or you only give thanks to God through a song sung on Sunday. Give thanks to the Lord. <laughs> Do you give thanks to God for what he's done to you? Do you know what he's done that deserves, that God deserves to be praised for? Give thanks to God. This filthiness, these foolish talkings, bragging. You know, the foolish talkings means to gloat or to brag about sinning. <laughs> that people are sinning and they're bragging about it. They do things, they brag about it. They give bribes, they brag about it. Whatever sin it is, and they brag about it. That is the foolish talking that the Bible is talking about. You've heard people brag of how much they did drink in the club yesterday night. Man, party after party, you know, the sheree was awesome. I took down. 13 bottles, and I'm still strong. <laughs> you know, the Bible says that wine is a mocker. This thing will mock you. In, in fact, it's not even you talking. <laughs> so those 13 bottles are talking through you. Those, these bottles, they have a voice in you. <laughs> you have given them a voice, something to say.
And some other people also will boast of their conquest in the realm of sex. This is foolish talking. This is foolish. The Bible says so. Coerce jesting. This is bad humor. But rather, give thanks. When you meet your brothers and sisters, there's always many opportunities that God has provided for you to give thanks. Through your testimony, through the things that God has done to you, as you share with people, as you share the gospel, you always pray that God will open a door for you to share the gospel with people. For this, you know, the no-fornicator is <laughs> saying it again. No-fornicator, unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. There's no part for these people in the kingdom of God. Those who do it habitually. This was very serious to Paul. He says again, the fornicators. Continue giving yourself excuses. But no one thing for sure. No inheritance for you in the kingdom of God. How about that? Because when he began this book, he said, hey, we, we sit in the high places, in the heavenly realm with Christ Jesus. Because now he tells us how to do that. It is walking, to walking in love. Because if you love God, you will not be a fornicator. If you love God, you will not have this foolish talking, coerced jesting, and all these filthy things that he's mentioning. They won't be part of you. Because you have become a child of God. You're imitating God as it is fitting for any child of God. But fornicators, adulterers, oh man, there's no place for them in the kingdom. There's no inheritance. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. This is still a warning, as I've said to us many times. The, our twofold job that we have is to teach and to warn. And we are warning ourselves today, including myself, that if I'll be found in the assembly of such people, the wrath of God will come upon me. The wrath of God will come upon you. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Run away like Joseph. Run away. 
If it means leaving your coat right there, please do run away. Do you know that very same thing is happening today? Whatever happened with Joseph and Potiphar's wife, someone will grab your coat and instead of running, you tell him, take the other one. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> For your information, I'm here. Is that a threat? We entertain sin too much. Too much. Do you think God is happy? God is grieved that we can do that, that we can entertain sin. Say, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness. Everything about you before Christ was darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. This is the second walking. Walking in the light. Going towards what is right before God. And forsaking your dark life. Walk in light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. In other words, he's saying, hey, we, we sing every time that goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. They're supposed to be part of us as we are walking in the light. They are visible. So when, think about it. When we are done with the service this morning and you walk out there, you see a drunk person. Will you not be able to tell? Is that complicated to tell? No, it's not. The same way, if someone is walking with the Lord and you see them, you will know. If you're walking with the Lord, you will know that this one too is walking with the Lord. You can, sn you can sniff it. But those who are not walking with the Lord, you can too sniff it. So, well, these people, they say this, but that is, it ain't what they say. It's different. Walk with the Lord, dear friends. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Isn't it the Bible that encourages to confess our sins one to another, to expose those things that we are hiding in our lives. We don't want people to know our filthy life, the things we do. 
one day they will come to light. And if I've been hiding something, trust me, one day I continue in that sin, the Lord in his wisdom (laughs) will bring it to light. Everything that is done in the dark, it will be revealed one day. We'll see it. So, we are encouraged to do what? To expose. To expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Do you have a few things that are shameful that you don't want even to mention to anyone? If you be honest with yourselves, you know there is someone, there is something that is shameful. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to mention it. But in all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, awake all you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. In other words, when you do some things in the dark, when the light of Christ shines, it will expose all those things that are from the darkness. That is how people get born again. That the light of God shines upon you and you see your filthy life and say, well, this is, this is me. These are the things I've been doing. These are the things I've lived doing. And this, this life is better than my dark world, the light of Christ. And he say, hey, wake up. All you who are slumbering in sin, wake up. But you know what we do? We sleep and we put an alarm and we snooze it like 50 times before we wake up. <laughs> snooze your alarm. Do not snooze it. When it's time to wake up, wake up, oh, you sleeper. And Christ will give you light. In other words, when he's shining his light upon you, it helps you to see you for who you are and make you realize that you need a savior. I know my heart. As the Bible says, wicked. But when the light of Christ shines upon you, takes away all the darkness, and behold, there's freshness, there is light. Anything that is done, it's done through love, humility, kindness, forgiving people. And when that happens, we know that we are children of God because now we are 
imitating God in that regard. You cannot imitate God when you're living in darkness. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. In other words, say, walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Do you understand what the will of God is? He wants you to forgive. He wants you to live a holy life. He wants you to live a righteous life. He wants you to imitate him. Pastor Scott said when he was teaching here, said God has already revealed his will to us. If you will walk in the known will of God, then he will reveal himself more and more. And one of it is to obey his word. Do the will of God by obeying what he says. He says, run away from fornication. Run away from all these filthy and, you know, trash talkings. Run away from them. If you run, then it is fitting for you to be a saint. But I say redeeming the times because the days are evil. <laughs> David says what? That help me how to number the days that I live in so that I be, I'll be wise in them. I want to have wisdom because it is, we are just here for a short time. A short time. Some of us, it is 40 years, 38, 33, 50, 60, whatever it is, it is very short. It is very short. Ask God for wisdom. To live right in these days. Then he introduced another subject that we'll continue with about the Holy Spirit in verses 18. Saying, Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled. With the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is probably one of the hardest things to do also in verses 20. 
giving thanks in what? In all things. <laughs> Do you know what all things means? It means everything. It means all things. Whether you like them or you don't, he say give things in all, in all things. But before that, he says, hey, do not be drunk with wine. He's speaking to who? To the people in church. Who will still indulge and go out there and say, well, a little for my stomach's sake. Doesn't the Bible encourage that? Even Paul told Timothy, hey, I know your problem. You have stomach issues. This is your pylori thing. Go, go do <laughs> just a little. Man, sometimes I think I want to do it. <laughs> Why? Because I have stomach problems every time, even right now. Every time. So if that was a perfect remedy, I'd show up in church and like I'm smiling to every one of you. Like, yeah. I know what this thing can do. And don't lie to me, oh, we have altar wine. <laughs> I did drink that some time back. It's not fine, oh, it's not fine. You drink it, all of a sudden you're smiling to people. Forget that. No plan. You're just smiling. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be drunk with wine. What is wrong with it? Because it will mock you. It will surely mock you. If you get drunk, there are similarities. There are influences with this kind of drunkenness. If you're drunk with wine, we know the outcome. If you're filled with the Spirit, we know the outcome. So either way, there is influence to that. That when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the way you behave, when you're drunk with wine, the way you behave will inform us of who you are and what you do. I want to bring the worship team to come as we conclude. I know we'll always, you know, find excuses for us to indulge or to drink a little bit because it's, it's good. It's nice. You think it's nice. If you haven't tasted, don't try it. If you did, don't go back to it. It will mock you. 
It will destroy your life. It won't be fine. You always be going back to it, going back to it. As a child of God, and God is calling us to mimic Him, and God is calling us to imitate Him. And we see here in the Word of God that imitating God calls us to take off some clothing that we had. To restrain ourselves from doing other things that our flesh likes. I say, if you do that, you're going to hurt yourself. Do not be partakers with those who do those things. Be the children of God. Be those people who will correctly and rightly present God to the world. Otherwise, it will just be the same. You know, the world doesn't know the difference of the people who go to church and the people who don't. Present Christ to the fullest, wherever you are. Present Christ. Imitate Christ. Let people say, let people, even when they want to talk behind your back, they say, hey, they, please don't go to that person. <laughs> they will start this Jesus thing with you again. <laughs> they will read the Bible for you. They will do this. They will pray for you. What a good testimony that would be for us to be known for who we are. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the privilege that you give to us. Thank you for your word that is alive. Thank you for instructing us. Thank you for even the warnings that we have seen in your word. May we not choose to run away from it, but help us to follow it. Help us to do it. Help us to be imitators of who you are. You died for us, gave us life. Lord, we are asking for a freshness. For those of us who need to repent, help us to see those things that we may bring them before you. And as Lord, we ask that you'd fill us again. As we give to you this morning, we ask for your blessing upon our giving. In Jesus' name, amen.